0: Issue for all women. Hello, Mickey here. Welcome to this week's Sunday Chops, the fifth of our 2021 International Men's Day Manta Views. It comes hot on the heels of Jen's chat with comedian and author Dave Chawner and eating disorder psychiatrist Dr. Stephen Anderson about the rise in eating disorders among men. My NASA with Chris Green, pro feminist activist, founder of the UK branch of the White Ribbon Campaign, and co founder of the new men's conference Engage. Hannah's chat with comedian and podcaster Matt Ford about the vagaries of politics, among many other things. And also her chat with actors Michael Balligan and Giles Torreira about a new revival of Joe Penhall's award-winning play, Blue Orange. And so to the last, but by no means least, of our IMD 2021 coverage, where I am bigging up the Men Sheds movement. I got on the Zoom to David Mellie, Partnerships and Community Development Manager of the UK Men's Sheds Association and Men's Sheds Ambassador Alan Clark to find out the hows, whys and joys of being a shedder. They are both an utter delight. All applications for your very own Alan are to be sent via the Men's Sheds website, please, which you will find at mensheds.org.uk. Hello, I'm joined on the Zoom by David Mellie and Alan Clark, both of whom are involved with the excellent charity Men's Sheds Association UK. Can we start with you both telling me what your role in Men's Sheds is? And I'm going to get David to go first, please.
1: Okay, I'm the Partnerships and Community Development Manager, uh, relatively new to UK MSA, only joined in July of this year.
0: And what does that mean, that role?
1: What does that mean? Yeah, basically I've kind of been brought in to support and work with existing partners to establish new partnerships. It's not a role that's been there before and I think there's been more and more interest in the association over the last couple of years, even through lockdown, more and more people wanting to come and work with us that the association's needs an extra pair of hands on board to try and make those a little bit more formal, uh, a little bit more professional to, to the way they work, but also to try and identify gaps where we've got spaces that we're not really helping our members and that's what we're there to do, so to try and find partnerships that will provide support for them.
0: Alan, you're an ambassador for Men's Sheds. What does that entail and how did you get into it, please?
2: How I got into it's very bizarre, really. We just started a Men's Shed. Well, I say Men's Shed. We started a shed because we have about 20% lady members. We started a shed and I was asked by the association if I would help out at a stall at the Northern Woodworkers Show in Harrogate in 2019, November, and I said, yeah, sure. So when I got there, um, it turned out that nobody else was helping. Right. So for three days, I was there on my (laughs) app. But I met some incredibly wonderful people who asked lots and lots of searching questions. Now, given that we'd only been open about three months then, I wasn't that experienced with some of the questions, but I did my best to answer them. And when I got back home after the three days, I was inundated with emails and Phone calls asking further questions. I referred people on to the association and we got a lot of experience out of that, a lot of knowledge out of that weekend. The association decided that I'd obviously done a fairly reasonable job. (laughs) So they asked me to be ambassador for this part of the country. So really, I cover part of North Yorkshire, most of West Yorkshire. And just recently, until they get uh, an ambassador, Lancaster and part of, of Lancashire. The role, basically, is to help support, help with things like pointing people in the right direction, going out and visiting sheds, seeing what we can do to help, promoting the association, but also sharing experiences because I run a shed, so I can talk from experience now to other sheds that might be developing.
0: So I guess the question that I need to ask for our listeners is, what exactly is a men's shed?
2: David? Oh,
1: you've put the new boy on the spot. Look at that. straight <laughs> away.
0: I mean, this surely is something that you should know.
1: It, uh, absolutely. And, and it was one of those questions that when I first started with, with work with the association and you explained to friends and family, oh, I'm going to work for the UK Men's Sheds Association, and they kind of get a smirk on their face They go, all right, so you're going to be sat at the bottom of the garden, cup of tea in your hand, in the shed, <laughs> talking about plants. And then you start to explain that actually men's sheds are a community space. They are, yes, about bringing people together to make men... Repair, you know, and different activities like that. But actually, there's a wider health and well being side of things in terms of supporting men, especially with the mental health, loneliness, other issues around dementia, even and stuff like that. But actually, it's recognized that men don't perhaps come together in friendship groups in the same way that maybe women do mm-hmm. you know you stick you stick ten men in a room and tell them to talk about their feelings five will leave four <laughs> will go to one of each, each of the corners another one will curl up in a ball in the middle and that will be it but actually if you stuck a broken lawnmower in there and told them to do the same thing just let them to do it by the end of the day they'd all know everything about each other you know they'd start helping each other with issues inside and outside of the environment that they're in but you also have a repaired lawnmower (laughs) and that's kind of you know in a very simplistic way what Men's Sheds is about is about just providing that environment to allow interactions to happen and and to allow people to come together in safe space but with other like-minded people and actually just to let things happen organically.
0: And Alan, you said you started a shed or were certainly involved in the start-up of a shed. Could you tell me why you decided to do that?
2: Uh, it's a strange story. Very quickly, it was out of selfishness. Basically, I'm a member of Lions Clubs International. And our local Keithley Lions Club is ageing, doing less and less each year because they're physically not able. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, had, uh, I had resigned from the Lions some years ago because I was working away from home. And when I retired, I, I rejoined and I was uh, dismayed at how little they were doing because of their age uh, and uh, abilities. So the, the president and myself of the, I was the secretary at the time, we decided we would want uh, to, to try and promote and recruit more lions. So we thought, well, the best way to do that is go into the community. And we'd heard of a, a little pop-up shed in a community centre in Oakworth, just outside of Keighley. So we went, and after a couple of attendances, he was teaching hand tools, and I was teaching machine work. Mm -hmm. And we were taking small machines up to the community centre. Andy Ryland, who works for Community First Yorkshire, he came up and met us and said, would you be interested in opening a permanent men's shed? And we said, well, I don't know. We'll have a think about it. It didn't take us long to say yes. So he showed us some premises in Keith, which we immediately fell in love with. And uh, the rest is history, really. We, we started the shed. We never called it a men's shed because I'd been teaching 13 ladies on a Thursday evening woodwork classes in another community centre. Mm-hmm. And they loved it so much that we, we never called it a men's shed. We called it the Lion's Den shed because we always knew we would have lady members. So we have two days in the week, which is men only. And then we have two days in the week and an evening, which is mixed. And there's a, a young Asian ladies group who wants to come on a Monday afternoon and they've asked specifically for it to be a ladies only group yeah. doesn't matter about me they're happy to meet <laughs> but they want to be a ladies group we're open to merging in with different community uh, groups and things like that but I think the main thing is that every shed is independent so no matter where you go up and down the country that every shed is independent but the association is the glue that holds us all together and shares information shares sort of contacts uh, and the ambassadors help promote that. But you stay independent. And I would say that every shed also grows organically. So it grows to the skills that the different members bring in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, right at the very start, we had woodwork, horticulture, and fish keeping, because we have koi carp, and a, and a bit of arts and crafts in the social area. Then somebody came in and wanted to do singing. So we've now got a sound stage, all the equipment, and we, we sing. Then somebody came in and said, "Well, I used to do glasswork, so we now got a glasswork set up." You know, so again we work to the skills of the members in, individually, and that's why you can't you can't say how it will grow because it grows organically.
0: So, when it comes to men's mental health, there's quite rightly a focus on the appalling statistics around young men and suicide. But I think that means that what sometimes gets forgotten is older men, who in fact are probably of a generation that find it even more difficult to open up because they've had it drilled into them that they shouldn't. And also blokes who have retired, who have lost their partner and for who loneliness can be a real issue. Can you tell me a little bit more about the men's shed demographic? Who are the shedders? And does it sort of change depending on where the shed is?
1: Yes, it does. I mean, as Alan has quite rightly stated, that, that there is no sort of template for a shed you know they're all different they're in different locations they're in different buildings they offer different activities mm-hmm. so there's a that that kind of sometimes drives then the demographic of the people within it it's open to any and all you know so we don't say you've got to be a minimum age you know to to, to join the demographic tends to be probably 55 upwards mm-hmm. as the majority but we do have some sheds that have younger members than that and a real mix of backgrounds, a real mix of reasons for being there. You know, some because they're retired, they're stuck at home, wife wants them out from under their feet. They want to try and do something that's not just, you know, sitting around the house. And they've got skills like that they still want to offer. And Alan is a perfect example of that. Others we do get into the social prescribing side of things where you know we can offer opportunities for men and women to to, to overcome challenges that, that they might not otherwise be able to do so or have to rely on medication or stuff like that to actually come and socialise and that helps with their you know mental health and well being. You know, we link up with a number of different societies, like zero suicide alliance stuff like that, as you quite rightly sort of talked about, yeah, you know, suicide within men is is you know one of the biggest reasons that, you know, men, you know, are dying, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Um and, and again, our role there is about helping the sheds to understand that kind of side of things so that they can be more comforting and knowledgeable when it comes to reaching out to people or talking to people so they've got the skills within it and and, and Alan as an ambassador and other ambassadors empowering them to have that knowledge to be able to pass that on because we're only a small team of of six in terms of staff Mm -hmm. we couldn't do it all on our own So, and actually the, the ambassadors are far more knowledgeable the more locally based they can go in and make that immediate impact if we give them the the, the resources to do so so it, it mental health is very much here and now it's a very new you know now topic yeah. but it doesn't mean it's never been around oh of course you so. know? Oh. and, and, and I, I think the younger generation are more open to talking about it what we try and do is to not ram it down people's throats you know we don't want to scare men particularly off of coming. So very much uh, a phrase of kind of health by stealth. So leaving information lying around, providing the space, encouraging them, you know, just to come along, not come along and talk about your issues. Just come along, get involved. And it might be driven by the activities that the shed offers, or it might just simply be because they want to get a sense of belonging again and being involved in something, you know, they may have left work partner may have died you know they're sitting looking at four walls inside a house and it just gets them out gets them out and about that's really what what we're about
0: you like sheds full of mental health ninjas i love it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you want to see alan in his dark suit with his cape on it's 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 a sight to see
0: well i wouldn't see him because he'd be a ninja yeah There's a really beautiful video on your website, actually, about a young man who went along to one of the sheds and he and his partner had suffered baby loss. Their baby had been born, stillborn. He is quite keen to open up. You can see that he's he's willing to open up. But these sort of topics where the focus tends to be on women and how we deal with it and the emotional fallout for them, I do think men feel forgotten and, and get forgotten. So it's really key that they've got Communities and spaces where they feel safe talking about it or not talking about it.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to come in there. Um, the way I look at it is that men traditionally, and, and this is a, a phrase from the association, men traditionally talk shoulder to shoulder. So you, you go back a number of years and men would have been working in factories, in you know, different environments, engineering, and they're beside their oppo. And then they go down to the pub after work and they're stood at the bar, shoulder to shoulder. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they talk about sport, they talk about the football, the racing, whatever. What they don't talk about openly is their inner, well, inner health and well-being. I think it comes back to the fact that no matter how you look at it or, or whether you're willing to uh, admit it, men are macho and they feel that talking about stuff like that is for women. We suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. The way I see the sheds is that the the periphery are the activities the important part of it is the social area where you go and have a brew and a, a biscuit and sit down and nutter and I, I, if I can I'll give you a very quick example please do recently a chap joined us and we, we've had lots of referrals from GPs and from social prescribers
0: oh that's amazing
2: which is, is absolutely fantastic people have, have said to me I've actually reduced the medication because I feel so much better well, this chap joined. He'd had a lot of depression. He'd had uh, a lot of illness, uh, including cancer. And we were sitting around. He'd only been a member about a fortnight. We were sitting around having a cup of coffee, and he turned around and he said, yeah, he said, uh, this, this place has really changed my outlook on life. He said, I feel so much happier in the soul. He said, but it was only a few months ago. I really couldn't see a way out. And I I'd got very close to actually ending it. Yeah. because I just could not see a way out of it. The depression was so deep. And he then just stopped. And he looked at us and he went, wow. He said, I go to a counsellor once a month. I haven't even told them that. <laughs> yeah. So wow. so cool. sort of hard hitting that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another chap came down. He, he came down to do horticulture and playing guitar. And it, he was the chap that uh, ended up saying, oh, I used to do glassworking and we all our, our ears propped up we said oh glass what like stained glass he went no I used to make Tiffany light shades oh and, wow. uh, and terrariums and things like that and um, he, he then just threw, threw away line he just said I've still got all the gear but I haven't done it since the 90s <laughs> well all that gear now is at the shed <laughs> he's now itching for our second shed to be finished so that he can start teaching us glassworking. you know and and as I say that's how it grows anything. He didn't come down to do anything like that but just being there and sharing things just thought yeah yeah i used to do it i wouldn't mind doing that again and i i think it's it's wonderful to see you know we i mean we've got retired management we've got retired electricians plumbers we've got a, a retired architects. there's guys with such a wealth of skills that they can offer really to me it blows my mind when these guys start saying well i could do this and i could do that you know yeah it's really good
1: I've been to to Allen's Shed which is just just an amazing site in terms of where it's located and things that they do but they've also actually picked up a contract for the local council to repair and refurbish their uh, park benches (laughs) Um, to to the extent that the commercial contractor that the council had has been binned because the men's shed can provide (laughs) a much better quality uh, turnaround uh, and standard of, of repaired bench but it's saving the council money yeah. Uh, and that's what you find again with some of our sheds, they become the the on site maintenance team, you mm-hmm. know, delivering stuff. I mean it's you know, the, the opportunities are are endless. And if I just go back to that video that you mentioned, if there's anything that's going to show you perhaps the the interest in it, that was something that we did with uh with one of our partners on with channel four. They've not done anything like that before. That's had over various platforms one and a half million views.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. That single
1: video, which is the most that, that Channel 4 I've ever had from that kind of uh thing that they've done wow um and i send that out to lots of people as our mascara warning especially when you're dealing with ladies because actually (laughs) if there's some if there's anything that's going to bring home what a shed can do not only in terms of the, the conversations but in terms of turning people's you know not necessarily whole lives around but but putting them on a different path then that that's what sums it up
0: Exactly. I mean, and I think it's you speak for yourself. So Men's Sheds launched in the UK in 2013, and it has just it's just flown. It's taken off. There are now more than 600 Men's Sheds open, and more in the pipeline. And you've got around 13,000 Shedders. And so they are clearly not only hugely popular, but really hugely needed as well.
1: Absolutely, because uh, I think it is becoming more acceptable to talk and Alan's exactly right you do that side by side shoulder to shoulder guys looking at each other with the white so their eyes will always be a little bit of a nervous environment to do it in but actually if they, you know, and some things I guess sometimes counsellors could work out you know because oftentimes they'll sit opposite they'll put someone in a chair and sit behind the desk yeah. and that's quite an intimidating environment for a man to sit in and deliver their you know feelings about how they are at the moment actually if the counsellor came around the other side of the desk and just sat on the couch alongside them and didn't even make eye contact they'd be surprised at the amount of time that men would open up more so yeah you're absolutely right i mean we think that there's probably about a thousand sheds that we know of that have been you know established since the pandemic probably three quarters of those back up and running now about 750 we have 60 percent of those as members but there are always new ones in the pipeline you know they're always looking at we were at an event last week uh just in in a specific environment around the reuse network which has got quite a similar link to us but the number of people come up saying i'm thinking of of setting up a shed can you help or we've got a group that that this would be perfect for so absolutely it's 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 grown exponentially over those eight years
0: You mentioned the pandemic and obviously it has been a tough time and I'm putting it mildly obviously for a lot of people but it must have had a pretty big effect on the sheds. Are the men returning?
2: Yeah, the, the situation we had was we'd only been going six months when the pandemic hit. Mm. So we got up to 45 members and then the pandemic hit and of course a lot of our members are in that vulnerable class. Yeah, So they were not only isolated, some of them were shielding, so what we decided to do to keep that sort of message alive, to keep the support there, we actually had lots and lots of books and lots and lots of jigsaws. So we, we set up a, a library where I would go out and deliver to members, homes, jigsaws, books. And then um, Community First Yorkshire, led again by a comment from Andy Ireland, they gave us £500 pounds to go out and buy £500 pounds worth of airfix uh, kits. So we bought all these plastic kits. We also bought some ukulele kits. And we were giving these out to our members. So the only provisor, obviously, you can swap uh, books and jigsaws. You can swap... uh, We then ended up with a lot of films, DVDs. So you can swap those. You can't swap plastic kits. So what we said was, well, if you're going to have a kit, do as a favor. Just take some photos as you're doing it. So we can then later, we can put this together as lockdown projects. And from that, we got lots and lots of uh, guys doing little dioramas of, um, of model, model kits, you know. But that support we offered through, throughout, we weren't very successful with our shed, I suppose because we'd only just got started, really, yeah. with the Zoom. Not many people wanted to do Zoom. And some of the older chaps weren't even on Zoom or didn't want to go on Zoom. So we kept in touch like that. I carried on going down because the fish needed feeding, the plants needed watering and while I was there I was doing improvements to things like extraction systems and, and even doing a few community projects because that's that's a big thing for most sheds will get involved in community projects so somebody in the community wants uh, a pair of gates for a nursery they'll contact the shed and say is this something you can do um, you know um, we, we did all full-size figures for a storyline for Remembrance Sunday where we had soldiers returning stretcher bearers, things like this all returning to uh, the front of the church in this churchyard and it was so successful it's, it's actually been put up now for three years running Oh wow! Uh, that's part, amazing. partly because of Covid. What we do is we say to communities we'll charge you the cost of the materials and ask for a 20% donation to the show and that's what happened with the benches the benches, I saw a Facebook comment by the council saying that they were taking out fifteen town centre park benches that were beyond economic repair. So immediately I got onto the council and said, Look, these are beyond economic repair to you. Could we have them donated to the shed? Because it doesn't matter about economics to us, it's an activity.
0: Yeah.
2: So it doesn't you know, the, the cost of repairing didn't really matter. Once they realised we were actually repairing these. They asked if they could buy some back. (laughs) But not only that, they've had us going out and fitting them, taking old park benches out, even replacing benches in parks that have been made from tree trunks and things. So it's become a nice little earner for us. And that's the point, you know, you try and make yourself as sustainable as possible.
0: I've just got to say to the listeners, I love the idea of Alan going around delivering jigsaws and books because he has got a really lovely Santa vibe going on.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. That I is think. actually true. I'm just about getting ready. Uh, in fact, this, <laughs> afternoon. this afternoon, I am actually painting our sleigh to get ready for the end of the month when we'll be going out. and That's why this grows so long at the moment. <laughs> but I was fed up. I've always had a beard, but I was fed up at Christmas shaving the beard down to stubble to put a false beard on. <laughs> but in the end, I thought, what, what's the point? I might as well grow the beard and have my own beard. So you're, you're actually spot on.
0: <laughs> Mate, if I'd known that, I, I would have demanded that you wear the costume for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, and I think, yeah, you know, in terms of the return from, from the pandemic, I, I always try and look at what are the positives that have come out of, of, of the last two years. Because, you know, there are some And I think in some respects, I know that Alan sort of said, you know, they struggled a bit with with Zoom and stuff like that. It's a bit like people never really think that football existed before the Premier League in 1992, but there was football before then. It's like they also think that there wasn't video conferencing before March 2020 when the pandemic hit and uh-huh. nobody could talk to each other. You know, if we'd all been pre back then, we'd have bought shares in Zoom and we'd actually be talking from our sheds in the Bahamas now rather <laughs> than, to, than where we are. But actually, I think we've also found more, more of, of our demographic of, of member have become more... Willing to accept the use of technology as a means of communication, not just to interact with with the shed, but but potentially with with wider family. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it helps with the isolation. You know, I always think back and okay, it's, it's my, you know, my, my parents aren't around mm-hmm. anymore, but could never get my father to go onto an iPad to talk to his family who lived in Italy. He couldn't get his head around yeah. it, and however many how many times I, I showed him, it, it just it just didn't click. But actually, because We've had to do it in all walks of life over the last two years, that it becomes more normal. It becomes more acceptable. And we've actually done – we do something on an annual basis called Shedfest, which the first two years were, were face-to-face. The last two years have been online. Now, if you can imagine trying to deliver the how to create the perfect dovetail joint in putting a drawer together on Zoom <laughs> – but actually we did. Yeah. And, and people tuned in and people watched and there's lots of interaction and stuff like that. We have a patron of ours, a guy called Chris Fisher, is known as the Blind turner. He is blind, but he makes stuff on a lathe that is beautiful out of wood, but all done by hearing and touch and feel because he can't see it. And that was amazing. The, the interaction that we got from that online is, is helpful. And we hope that even in that small bit that men will become more comfortable do that in their daily lives not just with interaction within the shed but within their daily lives as well so that's helped to keep people engaged because not everybody's got an Alan Clark that's going to deliver ethics kits books and, uh, and, and jigsaws to your doors.
0: I do feel like after this conversation everyone should have an Alan Clark if I'm honest <laughs> but I think you two have absolutely shown how important and how helpful and useful these community spaces are these men sheds are and as you've mentioned anyone can start one with your help so where can people go if they're thinking, oh, I'd like to nudge someone in my life to maybe look at joining a shed or to think about starting one?
1: So the best place to start, wherever you are in your, in your journey, if you're looking to set up a shed or you want to direct someone to a shed will be our website, ukmsa.org.uk. It's also men's sheds as well. We've got to find a shed on there so you can put your postcode in, find where your nearest shed is, make contact. They will welcome you with open arms. If you're thinking of starting a shed, we've also got some guidance and advice packs on there, you know, in terms of how to do exactly that, things to consider and other bits and pieces to get yourself up and running. One of the biggest challenges that people face is where? Where am I going to hold this shed? Mm-hmm. But we also say don't let that hold you back because we have some virtual sheds. It's more the group because the shed is actually the people. It's not the location, the shed is actually the people. And they go around and help with those community groups that, that, that Alan's mentioned before. But what we would then do as an association is probably look to put you in touch with an Alan, and and his counterparts <laughs> because because it's so vitally important that they again have that kind of face to face interaction because Alan and his counterparts on the Abbas team know the pitfalls they know the you know the do's and don'ts because they've been it they've been through it before they do actually wear the t-shirt literally so you know that's what we would do on on the ground because again as I said before that that makes it so much more relevant and there's vastly more expertise that Alan and his colleagues can, can bring to it than, than we as a national association can do because they're talking to the people on, on, on the same level and people buy from people. So if, they, if Alan's done it and he's been through it and look where he's got to, then I'm sure I can do it. So, you know, we provide it in two ways. The website has got bountiful of information on there for people to, to, to get their heads around it and start to have that kind of thought process and then come and speak to an Alan.
0: <laughs> I love I love the an Alan, that's great. Um yeah. I'm gonna start petition that we all get an Alan, I've decided. Yeah. Also, as I mentioned at the top, Men Sheds is a charity, so I'm sure you'd like it if people would like to chuck some readies at you. Is that is that done through the website as well?
1: There's a donate function on the website. It doesn't matter how big or how small, every pound is going to be made use of within the association and out to our members. What we also find, and sometimes how sheds evolve, and Alan can talk far more eloquently on this than I can, is actually people donate stuff, The donate kit. One of the other parts of Alan's shed is actually a bike repair centre, which is sort of opening up. And that came because this guy hadn't passed on, but just older in life um wanted to donate his bike repair stuff which in and of itself you think oh well, that sounds quite basic it then turns out i think that alan correct me if i'm wrong here was a guy who made and repaired and maintained bikes for tour de france races in the 60s and 70s yeah so, yeah, yeah exactly his kit was pretty hot
0: yeah that's some decent kit
1: yeah yeah and it's absolutely helped then to establish the shed to give back to the local community again so if people you know donate stuff materials as well as money it all gets put to good use
0: david alan thank you so much for chatting with me it's been absolutely fascinating
2: that's great
1: yeah no yes, problem. Yes, thanks thank for you. having us
0: standard issue for all women